Hi, everyone. We are back. This is episode two of the Ugly Ducklings podcast with your hosts, Bryce and Rashida. So um, we got some good feedback from our first episode. So thanks, everyone who listened. And um, this week, we're going to talk about bullying as an adult. So yeah, me and Bryce were just like trying to think of what are fun or interesting topics for us to discuss. So this is one that we um, talked about and we thought it'd be quite interesting. So I want to let Bryce kick off of like, what do you think bullying as an adult looks like, right? Because I think when you're a kid, it's very easy to pick out that like the bully is the one that like wants to steal your lunch money or something. But like now as an adult, like what does that, how is that done? Okay, well, it's very broad to me. So on one hand, you have, I look at it from this perspective. You have the king or queen, we're going to call them like king or queen bees, who run the pack. And essentially, that's the bully. We all know our Regina Georges (laughs) of the world. And essentially, those qualities are the person who decides what the group does. No other voices will be heard we this person calls the shots this person picks who and what you hang out with and this might sound like such a high school or elementary school cliche but Rashida and I both know grown 30 something year old something year olds who actually still operate like this to this day and we're not going to name any names (laughs) (laughs) but that's on one hand to me what essentially an adult bully looks like and then also you kind of have like the undercover bully the person who essentially gives you like those backhanded compliments the person who is like literally could be like your best friend um who puts you down and you don't even realize it the person who's like chipping away at your self-esteem and that's simply because like most bullies, they themselves have low self-esteem. And this person could also be at the workplace. They could be at your local church. Um, I mean, like like I said before, the bully can manifest itself in different locations and places and different aspects of your life. Heck, you might be dating a bully. Yeah, that one, that one right there. Um, I, I definitely can see your point with this. Like, I'm trying to now just go back and think to myself, like... Currently, like my main social circle, no, I don't think I hang out with any bullies. But in my earlier 20s, I think I definitely were was like close associates or maybe even friends with people like that. Um, and I'm a very laid back person. And I think for people who are laid back, sometimes you'll end up in situations like that because you're kind of more like, I just like want to go with the flow. Like, I don't want any problems. I'm cool with it. But over time, as you get older, sometimes it's like, hey, like this person is never willing to compromise. And maybe when you're younger, you're not really paying as much attention to it. It's like, oh, it's not that deep. But even on something simple, it starts to become annoying. And you're like, you know what? Like, I don't want to associate with this person anymore. I think like good examples of this are kind of like when it comes to your 28, you're with your little group of friends. And then it's like, what are we doing? What's the move? And then let's say there's like three or four things. Like in New York, you know, you could do mad things on a Friday, Saturday night. So it's like, oh, right. we could go to trap karaoke or, oh, like there's Henny Palooza or now a Duce Palooza or whatever. Um, or, oh, let's go to the DL. or And so you have all these things or a kickback. 
But then there's that one person that they will pout and bitch and complain if it is not <laughs> the move they want to do. And then you're just like, fine, we'll go. But you're like, this is actually whack as fuck, but I'm here. Right. So I feel like also a component of this bully is that they're a little self-absorbed. Yes. And all about self. And they lack a level of empathy that they can't like really understand or just think about anyone else's perspective but their own. Because it's about me, 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 me in the moment. Yeah, I think also for our listeners to be aware, like, that your bully may not be someone who's, like, actually putting you down. They could be, like you said, that person is, like, making all these side jokes and, like, compliments slash, like, you're kind of like, is that a compliment? I don't really know. And they're, like, always joking with you. And so it seems like, oh, they're just playing around or whatever, but they're still not really being genuine with you. Like, if you need them in a pinch, if you need to talk to them about something, they're not looking to, like you said, have that empathy or really have hard conversations. So it doesn't always look like someone that is being super aggressive. It sometimes comes as manipulation um, because I know that I don't have to curse you out. What I'll do is pout and put on a sad face and look really sad because I know that you'll play into that and then I'll get what I want. Um, or... I, we've set this precedent where I do, I make, I have tantrums and I do the most. And when I, and because all of my friends kind of know I do that, now you guys are going to be like, oh my God, I don't want Rashida to go off. So let me just like agree to do this, even though I don't want to, because otherwise I'm going to have to deal with like her wrath and I don't want to do that. And I don't like confrontation and blah, blah, blah. No, there's, that's definitely accurate. So another component with the whole bullying thing is this idea of fear. So the bully provokes fear into their friendships or relationships to get everyone to kind of get on board with whatever they decide to do. Yes. Yeah. And guilt tripping. Yeah. I need to like write these down. It's like, (laughs) it's like you want to do a checklist. (laughs) Right. Like I know, I remember I read this book one time and it was talking about how people get manipulated. Um, and this is still on topic. And it's like the idea of fog, FOG, fear, obligation, and guilt. Ooh. And those three components, that's how you can essentially control someone. And when you pretty much described everything within the last four minutes, it definitely stuck out to me that a bully probably uses these tactics um, not necessarily saying that they are knowing they know that they're using these tactics, but they're actually using them to get everyone to comply to them. And also, I was going to piggyback off what we said previously that these bullies position themselves to be around a certain type of people, right? Because the bully is not going to befriend long term someone who who would. Ex- uh, potentially expose them you know what i'm saying the bully would probably go after that person who would expose them they would become the bully's victim yeah the bully always kind of surrounds themselves with people who have who have difficulty thinking on their own at times who might not have a strong sense of self so that they can get them to do what they want yeah that was a good breakdown so do you think I'm sure, well, we've all encountered this, but like, when did you 
become aware that you may have bullies in your like adult life? I think the first person, and I'm not going to mention this person's name. Yeah. We're no longer friends. Um, this person that I met through college, in college, excuse me. And, you know, I really, at the time, thought they were really cool. And we had very similar backgrounds and interests. But outside of our friendship, they were known as an, essentially an asshole, right? And it goes back to that kind of thought of, you know, when you're like even dating someone or trying to be friends with someone, how they treat other people, essentially when the opportunity presents itself, they will treat you the same way. So if everyone's calling this person an a-hole, like, Rice, why, how are you even hanging with this person? I'm like, oh, well, they don't treat me like that. Essentially, this person ended up treating me like that. And I didn't realize it. It was so covert. So I say that to say that over time, this person was chipping away at my self-esteem by saying, by telling me things that other people were saying about me that weren't necessarily nice. And then it got to the point where I was like, well, people are that comfortable to have a conversation with you about me. And in no way, shape or form, have you ever defended me? Ooh, yeah, that's a big one. So when I started to kind of think about those moments and then this person did not include me in a wedding, that's when I was like, yeah, this person is not for me. And they've been kind of bullying me this entire time. But honestly, I essentially allowed it. So I definitely played a role into this. But to answer your question, I want to say, Probably at like 24. Yeah. I realized that was like the first person I was like, this person is definitely a bully. Yeah. I think for me, um, someone that I would consider I was friends with, and then I had to kind of like, I'm more associates, um, and I had to fall back because like I had this individual around all the time in college and even out of school. And when I would go back home, for those that don't know, I'm from um, New York, originally from Brooklyn. Um, I'd be like, hey, let's get up, let's catch. And they would always be like, sure. But then it would be flaky and all this. And I'm like, okay, not, you know, kind of hurts my feelings, but whatever, you know, fine. But it was like, you would do that. But then you, if that were done to you, like it would be like World War Three. So it was like, okay, that was like first strike in my head. Like, mm, it's not really even, but fine. So then at another point in life, um, I had an event and they came and the people that we mutually know, some of them were kind of like, well, how do you know Rashida? Like, who, since when were you friends with her? And it was kind of like, they were upset that they weren't the center of attention and that they weren't, um, like they weren't the cool one. And it was just like, we're not in a, and that's when I kind of started, my mom even made a few comments to me about this person. Like mm, they were making certain comments. Like they didn't understand how these people were friends with you. And I'm like, well, they're friends with me. So like, why is this a problem? But also it's like that competition. Some people see you as competition. They want to keep you around, but kind of more just to see what you're doing. Not because they want to be your friend. Um, so it'll be masked, of course, as friendship. But I think that was for me a time where I was like, okay, I really need to like follow, like fall back and really assess like are some of the people that were around me. And I know you and I have had these conversations of, especially when we were younger, you want to have the turn up and the pregame and people pulling up, but it's really because they want to drink your liquor, not because they really want to mess with you. And so it was like, okay, you know what? We about to put this Vladimir in this rock bottle and then y'all can drink that thinking y'all living it good, but y'all coming empty handed every time. Like I'm good. 
Yeah, it sounds like an opportunist and a user. <laughs> yeah, sorry, That's y'all. Fine. I was on my City Girls before City Girls. <laughs> no, it's not good. We're here for the City Girl moments. So. <laughs> yeah, I think bullying on the other note that you mentioned in a relationship i think that's usually more apparent with um adults because a lot of times you know if you do see a bully you're like you know i'll just i'll just try to stay out of their way or you may hopefully in some situations you don't really you're not really friends you just have like so similar social circles so you kind of keep your distance but it can also come up a lot when you're dating someone and that person can become very like my way or the highway and i think when you're in the beginning stages of relationships, sometimes you'll, what's the right word? You will be more accommodating, right? Because you just want to go with the flow and you want to showcase your best self. So in certain instances where it may be a disagreement or something maybe you didn't like, you might let it go. But the problem in that is that you might end up setting bad precedents for like, oh, I was able to get away with that. So now we're always going to do it maybe my particular way because I realized in this scenario they didn't like the conflict or whatever. And so I'll, you know, make certain comments or have a tantrum or whatever or threaten to leave the relationship because some people even go that far um, to get what I want. Right. Yeah, I mean, especially with the relationships, the person is essentially grooming you from the first date. Like that bully that you're dating is trying to push trying to test those boundaries to see how far can I really push this? Oh, they let me do it. But now I know, now I know what I can get away with. Yeah. I think it's on the first date. I think a good question would be like, how do you deal with conflict? (laughs) When you disagree with your partner, like how do you guys normally go about it? Cause I know in the, one of the last um, conversations I had with a person I was talking to just to see if we are compatible today I asked the question kind of like so you know you said you guys were off and on a lot like what is what does that entail you know like does that mean they were breaking up with you or were you breaking up with them and then like who was getting like why was that happening and like who was initiating that and so um you know they kind of skirted around the answer they didn't really say too much but it's like no like for people who are in relationships where they can't deal with conflict and even platonic ones too I don't want to go to that party, but you do. Okay, well, maybe we go to different parties tonight. Or maybe, you know what, since the last eight times we did what you wanted, maybe you come with me. Maybe I want you to meet the guy I've been talking to. Why don't you come with me to this particular bar? Like, there needs to be a conversation versus just a blow up or, oh, you didn't have my back or now I'm not talking to you. Or if you text me as a friend, because friends will do this where they're mad, but they're just kind of more passive aggressive. They won't actually say, hey that, you know, you offended me or hurt my feelings. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I missed this earlier. Definitely one of the components is being passive-aggressive. And I'm glad you brought that back up. But yeah. Yeah, passive-aggressive, I think, is what you see more so with a lot of bullies because, right, no one wants to be outright aggressive or called, like, a psycho or, like, oh, my gosh, she's unstable or yelling and screaming. So what someone does is then they're just passive-aggressive or they have certain comments or they say something under their breath or they're, le- like, not as responsive on a, in a text message or um, on a phone call. And you're like, hmm, why is this conversation so dry? Why am I pulling everything out of you? And it's because they are pouting, but maybe you're mm-hmm. just not aware. Mm. The bullies. So my question to you is, like, once you're able to identify the bully in your life, 
what steps do you take? Do you work on it? Do you bring it to their attention? Do you walk away? Do you distance yourself? Like, what have you done in the past, I guess? I think for me, I always end up just distancing myself. Um, Because a lot of times, I, at least in my personal experience with bullies, one, I don't think they're actually aware, right? Um, But their behavior is still over the top. And you're, you've dealt with them for years. So you're like, in your mind, you're kind of like, most people really just don't change. So am I going to try to ask this person to force themselves to change? Because that's probably not very realistic. So right. I will just deal with them sparingly if I really have to. And most of the time when I'm distancing myself, it's to the point where like we're no longer even communicating, right? Like we're not back and forth. But in certain situations where maybe a bully could be a family member or like somebody in a, your circle of friends that like your, let's say it's your best friend's other best friend. And so you're like, uh, I don't really like you, but you're going to be around. So like, I'll be cordial and as, as pleasant as I can be. So just so that for everyone else's sake, it can be comfortable and cool. But it's like, I will not go out of my way because I realize now, and I mentioned it on our podcast before, when I see like the mean girl or bully behavior, I kind of shut down. Like I get really irritated because I'm like, we're too grown for this. Like another pet peeve of mine, this has nothing necessarily to do with bully, but it's like adults learning to just be adults is when grown people go, I'm bored. I'm like, you are too old to be bored. I know. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> like, you can read a book. You can watch Netflix. You can go on a, a walk. You can call over one of your, your fuck buddies and get it in. Like, there's too much things to that sleep. you... Yes, Just go to sleep. sleep. Meditate. Sleep. That's what I do. Just go to sleep. Listen to a podcast. Like, there's too Listen much. To <laughs> I just... Oof. Oof, bullies. Oof. What do you think oh. you do? Do you step back or do you confront them? <sighs> Okay, so in different eras of my life where times where I wasn't as mature as I am now, I say this, I say all this now, right? And then watch me encounter a bully next week and I handle myself the same way. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Bryce, in 2021, at 33 years of age, I believe in just fading the person away. I think if there's an isolated incident, incident, where we can actually, where I can actually express how I feel. Um, I'm just going to talk about my feelings. I'm not going to talk about what you need to do, or I'm not trying to fix you because I'm not here to fix anyone. Number one, and I'm at the point where I just essentially accept people for where they're at. And if you haven't matured emotionally at this point and well into our thirties. The likelihood of you changing is slim pickings, like you said. So I think the best way for me is to fade the person out. And if they are to honestly ask me, like, well, I've seen, like, we haven't hung out as much, blah, blah, blah. Then I might just be honest with them and say, you know, I, I made a decision to actually distance myself for a while. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, nothing against you. I felt like our, the dynamic of our friendship was a little unhealthy for me. Um, and I hope you don't take that personal. So essentially being a bigger person, um, I don't actually want to like point someone out and call them a bully because that's never going to end well because yeah. that self-awareness piece is not there. Um, but essentially just fade them out 
and then they confront me. And to this point, at 33 years of age, no one I've ever faded out, there's been no one I've ever faded out to actually ask why. Yeah. They normally just go on with their lives. Yeah, they find another target because they exactly. need that. Because I also, I don't know if you agree, but... Sometimes in my thoughts, I feel like people who are super overbearing and bullying in that way, a lot of times they need you more than you need them. So they need those followers or people because they need to feel like I'm the leader, I'm the queen bee or whatever. Um, People need me. I'm cool, right? So having those people behind them is kind of what gives the power. And then once you're gone, that power is vanishes so then it's like okay I, I need it though like it's they're addicted to that so now I have to find other people um that will give that to me I always say I, I beware of people who especially as we get older who like never have the same set of friends I'd be like you every few months or years well not just say years but every few months you got a whole new set and you didn't move so like why ain't people messing with you no more I'm very confused like you fall out with all your friends all your friends you fell out with why? Yeah, that's the yellow flag. I say yellow flag. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. isolated incidents. But, yeah, that's definitely like a... Hmm, <laughs> so, yeah, I wrote it down. Guilt tripping. So, for those of you... I'm trying to make a summary of this. So, if you've experienced a lot of guilt tripping from some of your friendships or romantic relationships... Someone makes a point to provoke fear. They're going to take something away from you or they make you feel obligated. Like it's your job to do this for me. Reevaluate if this person needs to be in your life because it's more stress than happiness, at least in my particular opinion. You and especially with friends, friends are typically very organic and natural. So when you're in a situation with your friends where they're guilt tripping you and making it like, oh, maybe I won't message you because you weren't at my birthday last year. And you're like, well, I really, I wasn't at your birthday just because, you know, like my, I don't like you said, my cousin got married and I had to go to, I was in the wedding. And it's like all these like ridiculous expectations of where you always have to be and stuff. Like you don't need that. People should be a little bit more flexible and willing to work with you. Yeah, definitely. Like, like um, Dr. Romney said, if it feels like a relationship, don't do it because this is a friendship. Oh, please speak like, on that a little bit because for people who don't know who that is. Right. Oh, so Dr. Romney, I think her, she crossed over when she was on the Red Table Talk with Jaden Pinkett Smith, if I'm not mistaken. And that's where she became like more of a household name. But she's this licensed, I don't know if she's a psychologist. I don't know. But she, listen. She sis got degrees, okay, <laughs> and she gives all this like mental health and like personality disorder advice on her YouTube channel. And this one in particular, I, I caught wind of. She was saying that um, she's talking about like toxic friendships, and she was saying that if you're, because I think the the host asked her in a similar fashion, do you have to tell somebody when you're cutting them off? And she said, no, because this is not a breakup. This is not a relationship. I don't have to tell you anything. Now, if you ask me, then yes, of course. But I'm allowed to distance myself any way that I want to. Yeah. And I thought that was fair. 
No, that so, is. To my point, if it feels wrong and if you feel like you're committing more to your friendships than your family members, your your partner, I feel like the friendship should be the, the lightest part of the day. Yeah. It shouldn't be stressful. Like, if it's like, I have to go, for example, like, I, if I have to go to my boyfriend's event, but then my friend is like, well, no, you need to be here. It's like, whoa, we, I need to, like, reassess this a little bit. Yeah, I think relationships um, and within, so when you get a romantic relationship with your friends, you can see how much your friends really want you to be happy and respect mm. boundaries because that's a bully too. You finally got a boyfriend, you and your, your people have been complaining about, you know, all these bad men out here. You finally get you a good one. Y'all cuddling up at 11 o'clock at night watching TV and your homegirl still calling you and texting you wanting to be on FaceTime for hours. Like, no, sis respect like when you had your homeboy i was not calling you why are you calling me or now every weekend you still want me to go out with you and do single things i have a man i will hang out with you sometimes and alone or sometimes i might bring him but you have to respect that and a lot of bullies will be like no like you're still my friend yes that ownership piece i own you 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 get a you get a bay when i say you get a bay yeah, and if I don't like him, then you shouldn't be dating him or her. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, whoa, like, maybe you don't like them, but that doesn't mean I don't. Like, oh, that he ain't even, or she ain't even cute. To you, that has nothing to do with me. And don't forget the bully, the bully friend who might hit on your bae when you don't even realize. Because that's a Ooh, thing. Oh, yeah, I encountered those girls in college. Yikes. They want what you have. Yeah. And they'll say to your face, oh, he ain't even cute. And then be in them DMs like, what? How dare you call my man ugly, but you trying to shoot? <laughs> Sorry. You know why? Because their souls are ugly. <laughs> We're just going to give them a hug. Yeah. We're just going to give them a hug. Like, it's okay, sis. Yeah. That's the last. I think that's a good way to almost do, well, to close out this particular episode is, it is hard because a bully can really get under your skin. They know your pain points. They know how to really get you like aggravated or angry or really sad if you know or cry. But just know that they're coming from a place of hurt. It's not really about you a lot of times. It's about their fear of being alone or inadequate. And so although I'm not saying you're supposed to give them a pass, it's like try to think of that in certain instances before you maybe go off or do something that you could potentially regret. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, most, most, I would say not most, all bullies, there's a component of like low self-esteem and self-worth. And if I felt the way that they felt every single day, I'd probably be a bully too. Yeah, you gotta have some way to get those highs. So it's like putting down other people. That's exactly what that becomes. Her <sighs> people, her people. Yes, need that on a shirt. <laughs> I need on a shirt for like the next first date I go on. Like her people, her people, and see what he says. He's like, oh, there's like a bitter black woman thing to say. I'm like, okay. It's a, and... it's a, little, it's a little dark. It's a little dark machine. <laughs> I'd be like, you're like too political too soon. <laughs> yeah, maybe the third date. Maybe the okay, third date. Like, I'll let my personality come out. Then. <laughs> yeah, like, like dang girl. Already, anyways, no time. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and we will be back again next week. Bye. Bye.